Right at it. Right at it. Oh, he's done it again. Just as he did at the John Deere for his first win. Welcome back to another episode of the Go Get That podcast, episode 78. We are uh, previewing the Valspar Championship, which is a tournament that Jordan's will be playing for the first time in a while. Uh, champion here in 2015, I believe. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. Um, and overall I think we have some pretty good vibes going in in general I'll give my thoughts off the bat I think uh, I think this is a good chance to win this week besides um a a mush from Mr Sobel which we will not <laughs> which we will not mention of course uh, unless he loses if he loses then we'll mention it but uh Fair. does anyone else have any thoughts uh yeah I do uh the field sucks be plain and simple there um you know I think I said in the players recap when we're kind of looking forward to this week, it's probably besides the Byron Nelson, the worst field Jordan will play in this year. Um, and you look, maybe was, Pebble. Yeah, maybe. All right, we'll throw in Pebble. We'll, th- we'll throw in Pebble just to be nice. Um, but yeah, you look back to 2022 and what are the two tournaments he was closest in? Pebble and uh, the Byron Nelson. Two horrible fields. Um, no offense to those tournaments, but Another field this week that's maybe a little bit better with JT, Fitzpatrick, Sam Burns, Fleetwood, a couple other names, but definitely a place where Jordan should at the bare minimum be in the picture on Sunday. Um, He's won here. The course history is good. Um, He's playing well. Like there's really no reason to not have a, as Bob said, a good chance to, you know, win on Sunday. Yeah. It's uh, good to be back here. I think this is a fun, it's a fun course. Um, I don't really remember a ton about it, uh, except for the fact that um, it's usually pretty scorable in a sense, but also can be quite difficult at times depending on the wind and whatnot. So uh, this week it looks like it'll be quite difficult the first two days. Uh, Thursday looks like a pretty good day to score. Friday's going to be it's going to blow pretty solid. Um, but then thunderstorms on Saturday are going to soften it up quite a bit. So might play a little bit easier over the weekend, which not ideal, but not a whole lot the tour can do about that. Um, it is now in March for the second year, I believe. It used to be in May quite consistently. So when, you know, looking at guys who have played here before course history in, in May, um, I don't think it's a it's a big difference, right? I think guys who play well here in May are going to also play well here in March. But um there's probably a little bit of difference there. So first time speed, we'll see it in March. And yeah, like you guys, you guys touched on, you know, the main points, the field is bad. Uh, I'm not sure what they did with the tee times where they put pretty much all of the American stars in the morning wave on Thursday. Like the fact that JT speed and Sam Burns are basically like two groups apart um, in the morning on Thursdays. Interesting. There is a good group in the afternoon. Fitz, uh, Patrick, um, Fleetwood, and Justin Rose. Definitely so, an interesting approach there. But yeah, solid group. But then you've got like Nico Echeverria, Trey Molinax, and yeah, 
God, I don't even know who's it's the third tough. in that group. But it's it's oh. it's not the greatest feature group. Um, seems like they could have spread them out a little bit more. But regardless, uh, should be a fun week. I'd expect the score to be around 12 under. I think the weekend will play Fair. easier. Um, but like you guys mentioned, this is a good chance. I mean, these are these are the tournaments that Spieth has kind of picked off these past couple of years. Obviously, Valero was about this field strength. Um maybe a little bit weaker because DJ withdrew that week. RBC was a little bit better, but this has kind of been the area where Spieth has given himself chances to win. Um, and I'd expect a good showing here this week as well. I, I'd yeah. agree. I think um, regarding the groups, I know you mentioned like JT and Spieth are both in the morning. My guess is they probably did that because I'd assume TV numbers are better on Friday than they are on Thursday. So I figure if you load up the Friday TV window, that's fair. Um, you probably, I, I'd assume that NBC Golf Channel probably it gets more viewers on Friday than Thursday. Yeah, so and that would make sense. March Madness also commences on Thursday as well. Um, so they're probably thinking like no one's gonna watch on Thursday. So they're thinking yeah nobody's gonna be watching Thursday afternoon. Probably it's a it's a tough week to, um, have a tour event because it. Right, March Madness. I'm. We might get into our picks later for March Madness, but we will. It's, um, it's a tough weekend to have a golf tournament, given the excitement that March Madness can provide. Yeah, um, that's fair. And it's just kind of a tough spot for the Valspar in general, right? You're coming off three Florida events. The players, obviously, there's a match play next week, um, and then guys are going to Hilton Head as well. So it. it kind of in a tough spot we'll see where it goes in the future but yeah uh, it's sort of understandable why the field is not that great and i guess as jordan kind of pointed out it makes it'll, a little bit of sense why they have the times the way they do it'll i think it'll get a elevation at some point probably yeah. um it's worthy i, I think part of the reason it didn't get this elevation uh early on I, I i think it's partly the course i don't think the course is all that exciting Ooh. uh I might uh that might be an opinion that's not too popular here, but I I've never been a huge fan of Copperhead uh, or the the copper it's a Copperhead course at Innisbrook, right? That's yes, right. yes. So I've never been a huge fan of that. Uh, there are a few exciting holes. I the one with the trees down the left and with the fairway sloping to the left. I actually think that's a pretty cool hole where you almost have to drive it in the rough and hope it gets lucky. It's just a little bit different, but again, it's kind of a stupid gimmicky hole. Uh, there's just a lot of straightforward par fours here, but yeah. it is what it is. Cool to see Jordan back here. I was like seeing Jordan play different events because again, yeah. I I I don't. The only way I know this course in recent memories from playing it on two K because like. He hasn't played here in a, in a while, so yeah, uh, I don't remember all the holes. That's for sure. I'm gonna have to do some digging into that, but it'll be uh, it'll be a fun week again. You said we are gonna have to battle with March Madness. I know for once, like if Jordan's not in contention on the weekend, it's gonna be very hard for me to pay any attention. Like that's just how it is. Um, uh, Friday he's in the afternoon. I'll probably be watching. I'll probably be watching both. I don't see why I won't be able to have both March Madness and Spieth on the screen, but I definitely see why. Um, I mean, if Spieth is down the stretch and on Sunday and there's like this huge basketball game, like, you know, we know what's going to get the views. So 
which isn't a bad thing. March Madness is only a few weeks a year, but it's it's got a weird spot in the schedule. I I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah, certainly does. It, it makes you think a little bit too. Like the Masters is the week after the tournament concludes, I think. So it's like a good. I mean, obviously you wouldn't put the Masters and March Madness on the same weekend, but um just it works out really nicely that way uh and speed will be featured both days as we've talked about the uh quality of the groups um my guess is he's going to be the marquee group because the thomas group is joel damon and um shoot joel damon and somebody else i can't remember uh, jt poston maybe two jts so it's not you know not a bad group for this field, but Spieth, Gary Woodland, and Sam Burns is, I think, by far yeah. the the biggest draw there. Uh, I mean, you could put Spieth with anybody, really, and he'd be the biggest draw. So um, that'll be fun on ESPN+. Plus. Trying to think of other, you know, little course tidbits that I've got in my brain, but they're not coming to me at the moment. I do think, like, to Bob's point, I think it, this course is exciting. I say that with quotation air quotes around it because people have access to play it. And I think a lot of people do go to Innisbrook cool. and they get to play this course that the tours play, that the tour pros play. Yeah. Um, cool. I think it's a little to, your, but to kind of add on to your point, I think it's a little bit like a Tory Pines of Florida. Like oh. it's very Florida E and it's Fair. got a lot of it's trees. It's so Florida E. That's very true. And it's like pretty classic Florida. So, it's still a good test. I think it still gets a good leaderboard. Uh, you get some sticky course history here. A lot of um, repeat winners here. Obviously, Sam Burns is trying to defend for the third time in a row. Um, trying to think of Paul Casey won back-to-back here as well. So a lot of guys win here multiple times, play well here a lot. So it um, should be a good week, should be a test with the rough up to almost four inches, I believe, which is – for a place like this could get could get dicey um for some guys and then plus the you know i think they moved the the rough closer to the greens as well the runoffs are a little bit there's not as many runoffs so short game will be of importance as well this week um i don't know what mr models have to say about that but uh i'm sure we'll get into that at some point yeah uh, Yeah. you mentioned the course um I won't lie. I haven't watched the, I mean, I've, I think I watched Sunday last year. Cause I think yeah. it was a pretty good, I think it was a playoff finish. If I recall. Yeah. It was um, Davis, Davis Riley and Sam Burns. JT was T3 and like had the lead at some point. I think maybe. So it was, it was, you know, three of the better players in the field were up there. Gotcha. Yeah. So Jordan hasn't played here in five years. So obviously I think for the three of us, I'm catching up to do. I love it though. Bob kind of mentioned it. It's fun to track different venues. Um, it gets kind of boring and repetitive. Um, I would agree. You know, doing the same. There's a few courses on tour that are just so meh and doing them every single year. So it's nice, you know, when you're Jordan Spieth and, you know, you're pretty darn good at golf. And there's, I think Rory's in like the same boat where like he skips places where he's won at sometimes. Um, it's nice that Jordan can come back here, especially because he, you know, he mentioned it. We're recording this on Tuesday in his presser today. He wanted to play in 2021. He got COVID. And then last year he had his brother's wedding. So he's kind of been wanting to come back here. Um, And Dan kind of mentioned it's an interesting year to, you know, finally make your return here with some of the changes they've made. 
Uh, the rough going from three inches to three and three quarters is a pretty big change. Um, that's unusual. And it's, I mean, this place is already big. It's what, 7,300 yards. Yeah. It's a yeah. big place. And then, you know, moving the rough in, they describe from 72 inches or 72 feet to 21 feet. So like you got to have your irons and wedges, you know, on this week, which is something Jordan's been doing a good job of lately. Cause if you're missing the rough around the greens, it's going to get pretty dicey pretty quickly. Cause there's going to yeah. be some brutal lies that you're going to find yourself in. Well, Dan was talking about the models and I'm looking at this and this, uh, this course has um, a course comparison that is more like intertwined than any other course comparison on tour. Um does anyone have a guess at what course that is? Uh, is it in Florida? It is not. Interesting. I want to say Scottsdale for some reason, but I I don't know why. It's I not think I might have Jordan. Jordan I do you have a guess? Somewhere. I'm gonna go Murfield Village. Interesting. The answer will make you very happy, as it is Colonial. Mm. Um, interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Bigger colonial. Interesting. Yes. So I see that. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. I'm. That makes me very happy about this week. Uh, I Jordan's course history at Colonial speaks for itself. I'm reading about this. Some other ones that fit the eye are River Highlands, Harbor Town. Uh, both of those George Speed's played well at. The other one's Sawgrass, but of course we know his yeah. history there. Um, well, he's won at River Highlands and Hilton Head. Yeah. So he's, he's won, won at, here. So. He's won at the three top three places for this course, and he's won here too, yeah. right? So clearly this is kind of a Spieth course. Yeah. So unfortunately, the bad part of the models is that the top two – uh, stats for the week are exactly my negatives from last week. Shots gained off the tee and par five scoring. Um, so <laughs> that's 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 fun. Def- definitely hand. not great there. But again, we'll have to see. Uh, the third biggest um, stat is approach, which he's been fine at. So there we'll you see. Go. Uh, the biggest uh, yardage that um, is being looked at from this week is 175 yards and over. Yeah, uh, which I don't think is a problem. Speed spinning is all of his clubs very well. Uh, yeah. Overall, I think all this tells a pretty good story for this week for Spieth. I think that uh, it'll be very interesting to see uh, an event like this. It's been a few weeks of very top-heavy events. Uh, so it's nice to kind of get back to these. I mean, these elevated events are clearly working, as I said, and they're they're fun to watch, man. I mean, besides Scotty Shuffler running away with the tournament, uh, they, it's fun to see all these big names at the top. But it also leaves this these spots in weeks like this for someone else to maybe take down a Jordan Spieth or a Sam Burns down the stretch, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I think um, Jordan has kind of, you know, approached this week as a, you know, non-designated week. He's uh, He said he took uh, Monday, yesterday off. And for some reason, he's he's not in the pro-am tomorrow on Wednesday, which I noticed when that came out. Yes, I did. See Monday that. or Sunday night. I people are saying it's because of the back. I I genuinely don't think that. I think my guess is he probably has some sort of off 
uh, venue off course commitment that he has to do. It could be a commercial or something else, but um, he's not in the pro-am, which I found interesting. In the footsteps of Mr. Flower. Yeah, I mean, Spee's got a bunch of sponsors. I mean, he doesn't do the commercials at the rate that Mr. Flower does, but I mean, Spee's got That's a lot correct. of sponsors too. That's correct. That's yeah. Correct. Uh, yeah. So uh, he's got the probable designation as well. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't be too concerned about Mr. Spieth um, skipping the pro-am. Yeah. But I do. He played nine today, Tuesday, I believe, played the back nine. So I guess he won't see the front nine until Thursday morning. Which may not be ideal, but uh, who knows? Sometimes that that helps, and it just it's like all right, I have to just hit to what I see slash remember some stuff, and that can be a little bit less thinking, a little bit more just hitting a good golf shot, you know? Yeah, I, I don't hate it. You know, he's he's playing eight and nine weeks. I think okay, he doesn't see nine holes in advance of the tournament. The dude's got to rest. Like, eight and nine weeks is a lot. I mean, we're not just talking the golf shots. I mean, we're talking miles and miles and miles of walking. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it is what it is. If you're going to take a yeah. week off or not put in the whole preparation, this is the week to do it. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't alarm me by any means. No, so no. that's good. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Well, there's some... There's some interesting news in the golf world with the rolling back the ball. Um, I don't yeah. know if you guys have any thoughts on that. I haven't really, I haven't really been able to form an opinion on it yet, but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely something that's been talked about for years, and everyone was like, "Well, that's just never going to happen." But now it's kind of like a reality as to things that something that might happen in the future. Right. I I think I don't quite understand how it would work. Like they yeah, just I don't either. ball companies just can't use that technology yeah i, I don't the pros understand. can't use like certain balls that spin at certain rates basically okay so they need to spin more like no spin less, less spin i would less. think but spin so much less that they well when you're hitting off the tee top spin is what gets you that extra 25 yards the rotations per minute must be it's they're capping it at a certain number now so if your ball rotates more than that number it cannot be used in play okay even on like wow so that changes everything then like so wedge shots and well, the usga and the rna are apparently going to require it in their tournaments the tour like and this is where it's so stupid and where I'm against it. If the tour doesn't require that and the USGA and the RNA are going to, you're telling me you're going to have two of the biggest four events in golf adopt completely different principles than what all the PGA tour events. So they're going to play two out of the 25 events they play all year with a totally different ball in the two of the top four biggest turn. It makes zero sense to me. It, I just it, don't know. Uh, it's do just, that. I don't know how you could regulate it. Like, what are you going to do? Like if, if 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 let's say this creates a norm where the longest players on tour are hitting at 290, right? Like if Jordan Spieth hits a 310 yard drive, what are you going to do? Like test him for it after the round? Like it's like it's on roids. Like you could you could <laughs> you could mask a ball to like it's still going to say Titleist on the front. It's still going to be a Pro V1. Like I don't know how you're going to like how are you going to knock down that someone who's playing someone who's T55. But is taking advantage and using a legal ball. Like, who's gonna look at that and be like, "Oh yeah, Ludwig, someone Aber. is using yeah. using the an illegal ball." Like, no one's gonna look for that. Like, it's just it, there's so many loopholes. I 
I don't think I, I I'm not against the concept. I'm I'm against it purely because I just don't understand how it would make sense. It, it, yeah. It's not something that's really feasible right now. Um, if anything, I think it should be the clubs that are that are that are monitored. Uh, like 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 in baseball, how you can't um, right you can't have a bat past a certain length. You can't have yeah. uh, whatever it is the uh, the the stuff that with your hand the, at the end of the bat, like whatever that is i forget what it's called but yeah um no i that's how that's how you go about it in my opinion i don't think changing the ball i think changing the ball would cause so many scandals so many people claiming that it's not claiming that it is oh what happens if you you have balls in your ba- like what happens if you grab a ball and you didn't know that it was like it's just it doesn't make sense they're all looking they all look the same all golf balls the, the it's not going to say pga tour on the ball Still going to be a Pro V1. Yeah. So I, I don't understand how it would work. Right. I think to Jordan's point, it's like, how do you switch? Like, how do you switch between the two events? Right. If you have two different golf balls that you play, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. It's one thing. Look, if the tour adopts it as well, and so does the Masters, and then so does the PGA, then it's like, all right, everybody's just playing with a uh, rolled back golf ball. Um, I personally, my favorite is just like shorten the T because to me, like that's the problem with distance isn't, I mean, I don't even know if there really is a problem with distance. I think it's just the way that like some courses set up. I also think golf is just kind of naturally like taking this path, right? Players are getting more fit, more strong, more athletic Uh, tech, you know, club companies are getting better at making better golf balls and golf clubs that hit the ball farther. And, you know, maybe there's ways to roll it back, but that's kind of the path that golf has taken, right? Like we started with wooden clubs and now we're at, then we went to metal heads and now we're at other things. Um, And if the game is just going to change that way, then the game's going to change that way. Right. I think there's ways to make it hard that are, not necessarily changing the equipment that is you know, being used. But you say something really interesting about the T. I feel like that would be a nice universal way because that would definitely keep people from hitting the, like the 250 yard like long drive shots. Yeah. Um because you look at like I, I feel like even changing a club or changing a ball like that takes away the advantage of some of someone making a really good go- a golf ball a really good club. Like right. it, like it, you look at NASCAR and like that's like saying someone can't have a certain thing in a car. Like the whole point of the sport is to have the best car or not sport. I'm not saying NASCAR is a sport. I'm actually going to say that it's not a sport, but back to my point, it's like saying you can't have a certain thing in a car because that makes your car better than everyone else's. Like that's, that's the point you want to have the best clubs. You want to have the best ball. Right. That's part of their brand. I feel like a T would be a really interesting way to do that. Like say you can't have it over and it wouldn't do too much, but it would stop yeah. the Bryson DeChambeau's of the world trying to hit a 270 yard drive because they can afford to, because there's no trouble. Right. Um, well, yeah. And the thing about the T, like you'd have guys hitting like squeeze cuts out there in theory on every hole or squeeze draws or whatever. Right. It is very so tough to hit a draw on a shorter T, but. Right. So you change you change that up a little bit and the ball's just not gonna go as far. And if that's what you want, that's what you want. Um 
I think the thing about like clubs are changing the ball, right? I, it just to me, it just has to be consistent. Whatever you do, it has to be the same rule across golf, um, because it's it's it would be impossible to adjust as a player. So whatever that is, that's what you've got to decide with and stick by. And is it being implemented, or is there, are they voting on it, or that's like what they're gonna do? I mean, the art, I mean, they said January 2026, this is going to be put into play, I guess, for minimum their tournaments. Um, wow. I guess, yeah. Quite the reason it, why. Well, it's, it's, interesting wild, so. it's interesting that they chose the ball as the way to do that. They did apparently a ton of testing over like right. two or three years to see what was actually the main contributor. The best and way I to guess they it. came up with the ball. I, I, I will also say, I like the idea because there are some courses that we can't see the yeah. professionals play because of how bad they abuse the golf course because it just I wasn't agree. meant for lengths like that. But I'll also say there still should be an advantage to hitting the ball long. I feel like if you're going to do it, it needs to be at a percentage distance. If Bryson yeah. De- DeChambeau hits the ball 320 and speed hits the ball 300, Bryson DeChambeau should still have that advantage whatever percentage that is but he will Um, it might even i mean kyle porter tweeted out like it's very basic but he was saying that reducing the ball would make the longer hitters longer like not not actually but like relative to the shorter hitters they would you know in terms of stroke scan numbers like they would play longer relative to their peers if the ball was rolled back because you're right, like if because Bryson, his whole point was, I'm going to get massive and I'm going to crank the golf ball. And that's what he did. And he shouldn't he shouldn't be punished or put back to the level of hitting it like kids off the tee just because <laughs> <laughs> just because he got big and they were like, oh, you no, know, you're too good now. So I don't you know, I think I didn't really watch the interview, but people seem to think that Mike Wan did a good job of explaining it. And it seemed to come from a place of trying to make the game better. And they're not just saying this like out of the blue, like to Jordan's point, they definitely tested this for years to try and figure out what's the best way to do this. Um, We'll see what players reactions are. I think too, we just don't really know a whole lot yet. So it's hard to, that's true truly have an opinion on it um and we are still you know two and a half years until it's in play so i'm sure more will come out yeah Uh, it'll be talked about a lot going forward but um this is another interesting twist in in the the normal sport that we follow normal sport very true one other thing i want to get to before we get into like the rest of the players and the bets um uh the match play will be leaving us um Yes. Uh, we didn't we, we were we didn't really have a podcast we were able to fit this into, but I did want to bring up that I think it's an atrocity uh that the match play format will be leaving the sport as it is how golf was originated as um it was originated as a head to head event. Um I'm fully aware that it's not the best way to determine a winner at this stage in the sport, but I am very disappointed that they're going away from it completely. It is very fun to watch. It is just, I mean, I don't, I've heard it's the course that wants the tournament out of there, but I don't see how the amount of, the amount, I, we were just talking about how there are some courses that couldn't be used because players would just abuse them. Yeah. 
there's some really good potential to play some of those courses in the match play variety. I, I wow. have uh, two things real quick. So one, just I wanted to go back to kind of what you're saying about the I hate to go back here because I know you want to talk about play my will. Oh. But um, regarding like the ball, I fully agree. Like I, there's like a majority of the original open championship venues. They just don't touch anymore because they're too short. Like how cool would it? I don't know. Do you guys know Prestwick? Yep. Yes. Like how cool would it be to have the open go back to Prestwick and they just can't do it anymore because of no, you know how far far they hit it. But yeah, going back to match play, um, it is sad. I think we should have one match play a year. I I I wish like we. I'd love to see a reporter actually to do a good job and ask good questions and maybe go interview all the top players and ask. Keep dreaming, Mister Carp, because they don't they ask a bunch of horrible questions. But yes, um, yes, yes. yeah, I think it it also takes I kind of think two to tango kind of what you're getting at. There's a lot of good match play courses, but if it's a private club, they gotta agree to want to host it. Because like, I mean, we see like if you host an event, like it kills the grass with all the spectators that walk around. Yes, yes. and like. So I get it. I think that's what Austin wanted. They just yes. the members were split on whether they wanted it or not. But it sucks. Yeah, I agree. Well, and it's also they- uh, I get this isn't the same because so we um, my home course uh, like a few years back we were the final two in the running for the twenty twenty four Solheim Cup, and eventually just got shot down by the board because they they didn't want to give up the course for two months. Like you, you, you have to give over the course to the tour and they can do whatever they want with it. Um, and that's also a time where you can't play the course. Uh, so (laughs) I definitely see where they're coming from, but I don't understand why you can't have a match play event at, I've always thought that the perfect match play course would be a course like shadow Creek. Um, and I think they have a women's event there now for match play, but yeah, I, I, I think like courses like that with a lot of risk reward, situations um it's perfect at austin country club unfortunately because like that 13th hole the drivable par four like not many people would go for it in a stroke play event like that's just how it is there's not really much to gain uh given that you can easily lay it up with like a pitching wedge and have like 100 yards in uh so but in a match play if you need to make eagle down the stretch because you know that they're probably going to make birdie it's a really cool hole it's just really sad that I just I'm such a huge fan of match play. I love that the U.S. Amateur is still match play. It's I I really wish that there was a big tournament that was match play in the future, and I really hope that they bring it back. I I don't know if they will. I don't know if this is like the final goodbye. I don't really know, but like there you could do match play on courses that you couldn't play a normal tour event on, like if they're too short, like. I think that would be a really cool way to incorporate some of the courses that they can't really play anymore. Maybe like uh Firestone or places like that. I know Firestone isn't the well, biggest risk reward, but um Firestone's a big big ballpark. I don't know why they got rid of Firestone. Oh, is it not due to distance? No. That was just WGC. I'm pretty sure Firestone really? Firestone's out there. They just didn't Don't they play the senior event there? Yeah. I'll look it up. So maybe that's why I thought it was short because they have the seniors play. A, a lot of seniors fully. I I in that course. I I think that's why I thought that, but that's surprising. That's that's what I've always thought for like five years since they got rid of it. Um, but I, the yeah the senior player. Well, it's sponsored by Bridgestone, so that obviously uh 
that does help. (laughs) But I I would, I, I'm very disappointed that they got rid of that. I just wanted to put that out there. Um, I know we can get back to Valspar, but no, I, I just wanted to. Yeah, it's it's kind of sucks that it's not there. Uh, I would be curious to see if the players like match play. Um, I don't know if there's anything out there about that, but it should be. Like if if. I mean, Scheffler played how many matches last year? Seven? It's a lot of golf. That's a lot of golf, right? Like, that's just a long week. Um, And I think guys, particularly when it's two weeks before the Masters, aren't I think it should be in the fall. Totally interested in playing. Yeah, no, I think think match play for the Tour Championship makes a lot more sense. I think that would be so sick. Because at the end of the day... The FedEx Cup playoffs will never be a way to determine the best player over the season. Like it just never will. Like they, they're so at that point, make it fun, make it cool, make it like any other sport where it's anyone can win, upsets happen. Like I definitely yeah. think you need to have some strokes. Like if Scotty Scheffler was playing a 16 seed, he'd have to get a certain amount of strokes to start, I think. Yeah. Like one or two. But, but I think that would be fun. I think to see that it, it would be like playing a match in your backyard against your buddy who owes you one aside, you know? Yeah. So I, I think it would be fun to see them incorporate that into the tour championship because listen, I don't care what the tour wants to promote a 30 man field at a course like that, it, that, that just will never get me going. Like you're trying to hype up the season, like having a match play to end the season would be a yeah. way to hype and- it up. And the playoffs, I guarantee you nobody looks forward to the tour championship as a viewer. Right. Uh, well, the unless playoffs, your player is right there. Yeah. And the playoffs now being shortened, like there's only 70 guys that make it to Southwind this year. Like that's yeah, like not that. going to be that interesting either. But if you're like playing if you're playing Southwind and the BMW to try and get like a the four seed in the tournament and going into East Lake so that you can have a stroke on can't or can't lay going into that like but yeah that I, I think i think if you gave it to made it a thing where like you play the first two tournaments and you got to get you got to get to top 32 you know you got to get to top 32 that's the cutoff you know right um and then you bracket it from there at east lake and it's it's more important like it 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 does strokes but then it puts you in a category of like cuz like the the whole point of the strokes now right for the tour championship is just to give whoever finishes number one the benefit of you played really well all year you get this advantage but now you're giving them the one you know the one seed they get two holes or whatever it may be in the in this match and then they get to go right and that's why the first two playoff events will still matter because you're fighting for and Strokes are important to these. Well, there's guys. another thing you could do. You could make it um, top 128, make the FedEx Cup playoffs, and you do a mm. bracket over three weeks with 36 whole matches. Um, uh, no, thank you. I, I feel <laughs> I feel like that would that would be a more fair way to incorporate the strokes. Is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I think I want match play, but I kind of think they're, and we'll get to this more come. Well, they never will. August, but well, I'm just well. Fine, but I think what they did this year is a step in the right direction. I think top 125 is way too many. I'd agree. Uh, Just like, you know, any professional sport making the playoffs should be tough. Okay, top 70 now make it. That's a lot better, in my opinion. 
Um, it's funny yeah. too because like we hear we heard the coach Jonathan Coachman keep mentioning like Spieth and during the players was outside the top seventy, and you're like, wow, like obviously he's going to finish inside the top seventy unless something goes drastically wrong. But like you should it have matters. to play. Yeah. Finishing inside the top seventy is much harder than finishing inside yeah. the top twenty. It's a lot better. It's that. a lot better. Right. And, you know, the fall is going to be fascinating because you've got all those guys from 70 to 125, 125 to 150. And oh, yeah, because that's what that's – I, I, I still haven't read in much about how that's going to go over, but I think that would be fun. Yeah, because then the fall events are now like you're competing for a tour card. And to me, that's that makes those events a lot more interesting. And then you start with a clean kind of FedEx slate at the I Made the Tour Championship event in Hawaii. Um so progress is being made, uh, but that's all. All of that's kind of a long ways away. I do. We will have a match play preview next week, obviously, and we can probably talk about that more. But it, 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 very excited. Spoiler alert: um, a heavy amount of go get that points will be on Kevin Kisner to make it out of his group. Nice. Um, that's fine. You can, you but can, I almost, I almost that. bet him to miss cut this week. Uh, yeah, Mister Kisner has not played good golf in a long time. No, but match play killer. So lead us off, odds leader or points leader. Lead us off with your picks. Yes, I would love to lead us off. I only have three plays this week. Uh, Same. I honestly didn't like this week. I was honestly thinking about being like scum and doing one point on a placement, one point on outright, and 98 points on just like the biggest lock just to break even. Like like a minus 10,000 bet just to break even, but because I, I, there really just isn't much this week that has me confident that I'm going to break even, but uh, I decided to go with three plays and my winner this week is, is Mr. Spieth. Uh, so Mr. you can Spieth. cash out all your tickets now that Bob and Mr. Sobel are both on Spieth, but I do have 20 on him, 14 to one. Uh, I think, I think he's the best player in the field this week. I'll say that. That's easiest for me. He's not even the favorite. Uh, I think he is on some sites, but I think it's very. It was very easy pick for me. There's no one else. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I, I, yeah, you guys should put real American currency on anyone else. Like, I really don't think that. I think Speed is the easy play. I've seen a lot of golf betters doing single bullets on Speed this week, so I'm gonna join them on that trend. Congrats to the Speed cap. You want to just yeah. roll? Well, around not congrats because now he won't. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Um... Yeah, you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. Jordan Spieth to win 14 to 1. Nice, um, I don't know how many points I'm putting on it. I know this sounds dumb because this is, you know, three Spieth fans and, you know, we talk about Spieth all the time, but this feels like a Valero week to me. Like, it feels like mm. he's No been... thanks to battling Charlie Hoffman down the stretch. Well, but... he is. Hoffman Charlie is Hoffman is in the field. Yeah. What? Um, he is in the field this week. Wow. It, wow. it just seems wow. like so, such an obvious, like, <laughs> didn't even know he sold a card. Speed week. And at 14 to 1, like that, considering that, like, I thought Scheffler was a really good number at 11 to 1 last week. Like, I, I will take Speed in this field at 14 to 1 all day. So uh, I think I've only got like 13 on that to win like 190 or something. But, okay. um, but, uh, it just, feels like that week you know i don't have any long shots um for the people that might be interested in long shots gary woodland i think might have opened at like a hundred and then he quickly dropped to 40 
Uh, Akshay Batia was at 110 at one point. He's down to like 70 now. So those would have been a couple guys I would have looked at. But it's tough. I mean, there's it's tough to know. There's just not a lot of win equity outside of JT, Spieth, Sam Burns. And... There really is. No, no. This is this is a week where if you're, um, if you don't like Spieth this week, I highly suggest you pick like a Burns. A well, actually, I don't like Burns this week, but like someone top heavy. I mean, there there are a few players in this field that are just so much better than the rest of the field. It's like. That's just yeah. how it is. Uh, so yeah. if if someone else besides those top heavy players win, it's going to be fluke, probably not <laughs> predictable. So, uh, and I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying it's impossible to think about who that would be. You yeah, know, like, it's very difficult. like it's impossible to say. Oh yeah, actually, Batia is winning this week. Like, yeah. come yeah. on. Um, but at least uh, Mr. Two Gloves uh, withdrew, right? <laughs> he yes. did withdraw. Yes, good to hear because I was going to bet on the miscut. So, oh, lucky us. Um, At least I'm I won't last. have to care about him for a week. Yeah, so I'm last with my outright. Um, I I kind of mentioned it in our players recap. I feel this could, if he wins, Jordan Spieth be the beginning of a run. I do agree. Um, he's starting to peak. With that said, I am not betting him outright this week. I wow. actually, it's kind of weird. Like this number shocks me, and like Bob loves the eye test. He still, according to data golf, has not been very good over 200 yards, which kind of surprises me. I'm kind of shocked his number hasn't been better. Mm. Uh, still losing strokes gained to the field with that shot. And there's a lot of 200 plus yard shots that I found this week. So I'm not on him. I am going again. I'm kind of going to follow what you said, Bob, towards the top of the board. I'm going to go Tommy Fleetwood. I like that. Um, he doesn't win. Yes, but. I feel like if he does win, why not the freaking Valspar? I mean, you know, yeah. Paul Casey, the Englishman, won here twice. Um, Tommy's iron play has been great. Uh, I played here last year. He T16'd. Um, he's got some good form yeah. coming in. Uh, I was between him and a couple other guys towards the top of the board, but why not go with the guy that has very, 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 very overdue for a win? Yeah, he is. And – to your point, I, he played well last week too. Like he got himself in the mix after a really good Saturday. Had a tough go with the wind on Sunday. Obviously, he's not. He doesn't have the greatest win equity, at least over here. But like, he's he's he is kind of do. He's played too well over here to not have a PGA Tour win. So yeah, why why not Tommy Fleetwood? Yeah, What's the number? I did not have a. I just forgot I didn't have a placement. So I gotta go fix that. But he's twenty four to one. I got fifteen on him. Not bad. I gotta go right. throw in a placement. I'll get into my other two bets. Um, number one, my placement. I'm going back to the wagon. Griffin to top thirty at plus uh one fifty, I believe. Um, he was minus money to top forty, so I didn't want to take that. So I'm taking him top thirty. Uh, I basically just have two break even plays. I have him top thirty to to break even exactly, and then I have um, this one's a weird one. This one is uh, Ludwig Aberg to am to uh, I think he's a professional now, right? Didn't he not turn professional think so. last week? No, I think he's the he... best damn in the world. Yeah, still an amateur. Well, he's gonna miss the cut. So, <laughs> so I just wanted to put that out there. He's an amateur. He's made one tour cut in his life. The last time he played in the tour event, besides the Anna Palmer, which is a cool story, he shot like plus ten. Uh, I understand he's playing really well this week, but 
this is the big boys. It's, I mean, I guess maybe not the big boys. It's the Valspar, but it's the PJ Tour, and he's plus money to miss cut as an amateur. I, did, he uh, play, did he play last week? No, he didn't. Um, okay. So, so this is pro- this is a sponsored exemption, but it's like Eric Cole. Like, if yeah. he makes the cut, congrats. That's really cool to him. But like, how are you supposed to see plus money on someone like this and not take it? It's just like it doesn't make sense. This guy could easily, even just mentally crap all over himself and shoot like eight over like it's just it's he's an amateur yeah it's that simple if he if he makes the cut congrats to him but i'm putting it on him plus 125 to win uh to pay out 90 so that would almost get me back to even i will happily take the 10 point loss this week again it's just not really that good he, I, um, I was i was really considering that um yeah mr mr aberg has a t25 or top 25 at the api two weeks ago um, and I will say a lot of people yeah. are liking the way he did that. So I actually don't want that miscut play because it's it's um probably some leverage there. Like that, he's still you're right. He's still an amateur. He's probably still, yeah. still very capable of a Thursday or Friday um seventy seven. So absolutely, Tron loves Lud- Ludwig. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Mr. I mean, Mr. Like, Tron can go back to his minus five hundred twenty nine on the year. Oh, is he really? He's uh they're all down. They're all down. Oh, okay. They're if you like want us. winners, listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, why not? I was gonna say I, I wouldn't be shocked if Aberg I either way, like I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be, be shocked, shocked, but it's just a principle thing. Like he's plus money when he shouldn't be plus money. It's that simple. Yeah, there I wasn't a better that. play out there that I was gonna take, so I might as well go with it. I, I don't hate it. I I think that if you take plays like that throughout the year, it's just it, it it's people. The reason why he's plus twenty five is because people bet him to make the cut, and they're trying to be too cute. It's that simple. Uh, so, um, I like the play. I like. I, I actually am very confident. Ben Griffin top thirties with the way he's been playing. But uh, yeah. Dan can shake the hand to you for that play last week. Yeah, that was a good well, one. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, he. I. I didn't realize he tripled the last though. He did. He was very. It was very close. We were very sweating. close to get inside it by a shot. But Jordan was. I've been trying to figure out a way to fade Ben Griffin for a while now, and I just can't seem to do it because he just keeps, like, top 40 yes. Um, And in this field, it makes a lot of sense to play him. I was going to do – I wanted to play a matchup, and I looked at the three ball, and I liked – I really liked Denny McCarthy this week. I do too. Um, but he was – and he was against McNeely and Ben Griffin. And mm. McNeely I can fade. He, he McNeely, McNeely gained, like, eight stinks. strokes putting last week. And he finished like T fifty five or something McNeely like that. Stinks. So, so. But I couldn't much. choose between Griffin or Denny, so I pivoted and I went back to Jordan Spieth, uh, plus oh, one Mr. plus one fourteen to beat Justin Thomas. That seems like a Lock. bit of a missed number to me. Uh, Thomas is like minus one forty six or something. Um, Thomas is not he. What concerns me is that it's one, it's JT, and he plays well here. Two, he's like kind of close, but I, he, I think he's got a lot going on with the putter right now. Does Mr. Thomas? Um, and it's weird, as crazy as it is to say, I think Spieth is like about as stable as, like this is about as stable and and trending upward as Spieth's game is typically. And Thomas is, seems to be floating around a little bit. He's. Thomas is hitting the ball well, but plus money on Spieth to beat him. Like that, to me, it seems like they both could play well and Spieth could still edge him. Um, 
or Thomas could miss the cut, right? And Spieth hopefully makes the cut and goes on to to do well. So that one just seemed like a misprice. And I'll take my chances on Thomas not having one more bad week. Um, and then I'm going to top 40 for Dylan Wu. Oh. Um, I He's played pretty well. I think he's top 40 at his last three of his last four. The only one that wasn't was in Puerto Rico. Um, <laughs> That's weird. And which is, which is odd. I know Puerto Rico, the wind is blowing quite a bit, but he's like, he was, I saw him at plus 170. I'm going to check and see if I can get anything better than that. But he was going down. Like he started at plus 200 to one to win and he quickly went to like plus 120 or plus 125. So I think he's better than um, the books originally gave him credit for. He's accurate off the tee, which is, important you don't have to be super long here right because you're just going to have a lot of 200 yard iron shots anyway he's a above average putter above average around the greens so i think he could play well here and you know if i had to pick a super long shot to win i'd probably pick him um so why not dylan Wu top 40 i like it i actually i have five plays this week because i totally forgot about my placement I have one point on my placement because I just don't want to. I really don't want it. <laughs> Russell Knox the top ten, just a dollar on it. Don't play that. I forgot about it, so I had to throw it in there. And then my other three, I have two FRLs and one matchup. Um, Dan wanted to find a way to fade Ben Griffin. I am fading Ben Griffin. Wow. I don't. I, I don't get this guy. I think, and props to Mister Griffin. He's just not really bad in any phase of the game. Like he's not really great at anything. But if one thing lets him down, he can count on something to pick him up. Um, I'm betting another Wu. I'm betting Brandon Wu to defeat Ben Griffin this week. Um, I looked at how Sawgrass played last week, and it kind of played right into Mr. Griffin's hands. I mean, he's lights out from 100 to 150 yards. He has lost strokes to the field from 150 to 200 and over 200. Um, Mr. Wu has not done that. Mr. Wu is gaining in literally every facet with approach. Um, so... He- Go ahead. Did you really just fade Ben Griffin? I don't know how he's. Yes, I am. I I don't think he's gonna hold up. Oh, you're going. You're going down. We'll see. The, you're so, going down. Well, we'll see about that. But I don't really care. You can top thirty. What are the odds? What are the odds on that? Well, he's minus money. He's favored to beat Ben Griffin, Brandon Will. What's the odds on that? Uh, Mister Wu is minus one sixteen. They're both minus money. I think. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I I mean I like Ben Griffin, but yeah, there I'm seems not... there seems to be something somewhat unsustainable about what he's doing. But I he doesn't he doesn't not sustain it somehow. Yeah, I, I talked to Elise. I have another Elise well not Elise play because I like it too, but I have another Elise verified play coming up after. And the thing with Griffin that worries me, and then the other thing that I think that I like also thing that worries me he's a good putter and he's good around the greens i think you're going to need both of them this week but at the same time you're going to need to be accurate off the tee and this guy just sprays it all over the place yeah um so i'm praying maybe just for once he'll find some water or something to make a big number like he did on 18 at sawgrass you know before sunday uh to make this really not a sweat but um we'll see and then brandon Wu is he's accurate off the tee iron's been great right um i kind of like what he's been doing and he's been playing well he's coming off the t19 at sawgrass t14 at the honda so he's bringing in some form yeah and Um, before you hit your last play real quick yeah that's kind of why i was interested in denny because denny i mean we saw him on sunday with spieth 
That dude hit like 11 or 12 fairways the first three days. I think he only hit seven or eight maybe on Sunday. But like accuracy off the tee, especially here with the rough up, really matters. Um, and, you know, I think Ben Griffin, he's he's more of a guy who hits it above average in distance and less accuracy. So, I mean, if, if Brandon, you know, hopefully the, the woos have a good week and we can It'd be nice. We can make up some ground here. Yeah, I mean, so just look, I was looking at Griffin right here. He lost strokes off the tee at Saga. He was second in the field around the green. Yeah. So, like, I doubt he's going to do that again, but we'll see. And then, um, so my last two plays are both first-round leaders. One is Elise also has that I liked, and then I picked another one myself. So the first one's Will Gordon mm. to be the first-round leader. Um, another like guy that. that's been ironing it really well. He is on tour. He is fifth. In first round scoring average, um, he's off in the morning. Kind of everything you really look for in the first round leader. The guy plays great in the morning. Irons have been good. Um, he didn't play. You know, t fifty four at Sawgrass. The short game's kind of been letting him down. But like, if you want to FRL, the short game's kind of not a thing I'm looking for in FRL plays. Really, yeah. I guess maybe get ups and down on par fives. But he's well, yeah, ironing it great. You just need to pop one day. Yeah, sure. exactly. And then he's he hits fairways at a decent clip um and one of the odds i got him i got him at 60 to 1 to first round lead and then the other one that wasn't at least approved is another he's a guy that a friend of the podcast well, i guarantee you woo over griffin is not at least approved either <laughs> she likes woo this week i'll tell I, you that. she will but i definitely do not think she will like that's fine mr griffin <laughs> that's fine I, she's she's not fading both though at the same time so it's fine oh. but um so my second first round leader is like mr max loves this guy mr jaeger mr jaeger at 50 to 1 another guy that plays well in the first round he's 20 where is he here he are he he's a he already, he already screwed me once this year so yeah. no thanks he's a 21st and first round scoring average um another guy that's been ironing it great it's funny too. He um from the Rocket Mortgage to Houston last year went like seven in, events in a row getting strokes putting. He's now lost seven strokes in a row putting. It's very weird. Um, he's been ironing it great off the tee. He's gained in what six of his last eight events. I think I might even like Jaeger more than Gordon if he could just get hot with the putter for one round, like he did from freaking Rocket Mortgage to Houston. I like it. He has better odds than Gordon too at fifty to one. So I'm just hoping maybe a sweat, you know, Thursday morning would be nice. I got ten on each of those, and then I put sixty four on Mister Wu, fifteen on Tommy, and then one on Mister Knox to top ten <laughs> for the ten dollar winnings there. Watch, watch Knox top ten. That'd be fantastic. Hey, I'll take it. I mean, it could help. I'll take any dollar I can get. But... So ten points. Yeah, man, I like I like all of those. I. Griffin will be interesting because, to your point, like I've been trying to find ways to fade him. He's going to end can't. up missing a cut at some point. I mean, well, everyone... he missed he emceed at Pebble, um, and that's his really his only MC. And besides that, he just like plays good enough to. He's annoying, you know. Well, it's 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 he's annoying unless you're you think... trusting you're trusting him to somehow get top forty. Yeah, exactly. It just it doesn't. It's weird because it's like it's. He's not it's not like he's flushing the golf ball from tee to green and getting top 40. He just chips it well, putts it well, hits it decent enough, and that adds up to a, a couple score. under every day. Right, and it's like, hmm. 
So we'll see. Yeah, I'm just thinking the long iron play has not been very good, and maybe that'll let him down this week. I looked at a lot of matchups. I really wanted to go with the matchup this week. I feel this course is good for matchups, kind of like Honda was when my Chris Kirk matchup won. I think that's the only matchup I've played. I'm down like 300 points, and I'm one for one in matchups. So why not go back to the well this week and see how it works out? I think, too, like in in fields where you don't know a ton about some of the guys at the bottom, like a matchup's a good way to to do it. And especially on DraftKings, you can find like three balls, not just for the first round, but for the tournament. And if you like if you don't like a player that week and you find them in the three ball, that's basically a one on one matchup, at least in your head. So then you get better odds and things like that. So that's. I like looking at those just to see if there's somebody that I'm fading, like I did more cow at API, you know, then it was just a pick them between Hatton and day. Obviously they didn't come through, but um, it's a good way to just tack on some extra odds there for you. I'd but, say so. Yeah. Good yeah. picks. Um, do we want to, any other Valspar thoughts? I think this has been a pretty good preview. Uh, happy to be back. I wouldn't be shocked at all if you know this maybe becomes a somewhat regular stop for Jordan. I mean, the dude's won here. Um, I think you know with kind of how the rough around the greens has been grow, um, grown up. You know, he's playing great, played great at API, decent last week of players. Like maybe the dude's a Florida merchant now with like some good finishes. <laughs> um, who knows? I I like new courses. First time, I think Bob and I will both be able to track it get to learn a little bit more and, you know, hopefully be in contention on Sunday. Well said. Well said. Um, Final four picks. Do we have those? I do not. I'm ready to go. (laughs) You guys can go. (laughs) I have, I have Houston winning my national championship. Um, I've not watched much college basketball outside of Michigan, but just based on like game theory, Houston should win the national championship. So I'll stick with that. Uh, another, wow. I just watched the Rick Rick Gaiman YouTube video about how to optimize your bracket. So Houston, Gonzaga, um, and then I kind of strayed a little bit. I think I have Alabama and Purdue as the other two teams in my final Purdue. four. Purdue is interesting because the Big Ten usually sucks, but Purdue just feels a little bit different this year. Like they finally, you know, they won the Big Ten title. Zach Eadie's obviously playing well, but I think they've got some guards that can make some shots and make some plays for themselves. Um, and to be honest, like their path isn't all that difficult. Tennessee's a great defensive team, but they've struggled recently with some injuries and, and just kind of down the stretch. So I think uh, Houston over Purdue is my national championship at the moment. You're up, Bob. I don't have my plays yet. Uh I will um I'll give mine. I uh my final four is kind of top heavy, I'd say. I have no one seeds, but uh <laughs> I am going to go with a bunch of two seeds. I have uh I'm doing this off the top of my head because I don't have my bracket in front of me, but I'm going I have Arizona coming out of the top, top left. I have Duke five seed coming out of the bottom left uh which is which is by far my dark horse but i just think i mean duke duke are winners and that bottom left is very bad very very bad out of the bottom right i have ucla uh they're my pick to win the tournament 
Um, and then top right, I have Texas, who are my second favorite pick to win the tournament. Nice. I think the Big 12 is like maybe the best conference in college basketball. Um, yeah. So I am very heavy on those teams. I also think that the Pac 12 is very, very underrated. So uh, we will see what teams come out from there. But my pick to win the tournament is UCLA. Or Texas, those are my. I I can't. They're they're both basically in the same boat. I think whoever wins that game in the final four matchup will be who wins the championship. So I'll leave it there. Fair. That's fair. I like Texas too. UCLA is very talented. Um, I don't know why. You know, I give the edge to Gonzaga, but um, we'll see. It should be a fun tournament. It starts Thursday, but so does Spieth's Valspar triumph. So. When, hey, when's if he you off? guys hit the outrights, I will not be upset at all. Yeah. When is he – he's off at 8. 8.18. Thursday. And then 1 – I think it's 1.08. Yeah, a lot of 8s. On like Friday. Featured both days. Um, I don't have my bracket ready yet, but I like Houston a lot. I've seen them play a few games. They're going to be really tough to beat. Yeah. Um. Thank you. Yeah. I – um. Over the years, I, I don't have my bracket ready yet. I've been very good beside, for like the last four to five years besides one year. My bracket was really bad. So, um, yeah, I like Houston. Alabama, I don't think you got any of you said Alabama. They're the weirdest program with like the whole shooting investigation stuff, which is just awful. But like they're really good too. Yeah, I think um, I had them in my final four. Yeah, Duke is interesting, Bob. I, I, that'd be interesting. I, I know everyone in the USA outside of North Carolina and all the Duke bandwagon fans will be rooting for them to lose. Um, that is interesting. I kind of like that pick. I don't like Duke at all, but like no one. I mean, this is like a Duke under the radar year, and they're never under the radar. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I think Duke's. I think Duke's a good. Uh, they're they're good. I mean, I I really don't know how the ACC is going to come out. They don't play much competition outside the ACC, so <laughs> I'm interested to see how that works. But, uh, yeah, winning uh recap Sunday night, guys. Yes. Uh, like uh, what's the Sunday night March? Well, I guess we don't know yet. But unless there's like a really big game, then yeah. You would take that over a Spieth Triumph Victory podcast. Oh, if he won. Yeah. yeah. Any basketball game can take the back seat. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Chills. But yes. yeah, so hopefully we'll see you guys live on Sunday night on YouTube. Um, if not, we will probably see you Monday or Tuesday morning. Until I'll then, take care. Yeah. Peace. Peace.